FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to No Country for Patriots. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Monday, July 31st in the year 2023. And yes, we have a another night of crazy because it's beginning a week of crazy on Monday and already <laughs> already the World Economic Forum is going to tell you something very important. Klaus Schwab's daughter says that permanent climate lockdowns are coming soon, whether you like it or not. So that means that you're going to get to do without power, not be able to drive, lock yourself in the home, and of course we know that you shall obey. In fact, it's said very clearly that She's, they've discovered that the opportunity is now, since so many people were willfully part of the COVID con, they're sure that those same NPCs will do it again. And frankly, if the liberals have their way, they will all lock themselves in the house and abide appropriately because we're all going to die from global warming. You know, it's not even, you know, you realize we're not even breaking records right now, but the media keeps telling you it's hot. So it kind of works like this. It's a psychological game. Constantly, constantly, it's working, it's telling you, it's global warming, it's global warming. And you go outside and you get a little sweaty and you go, oh my goodness, it's horrible. The sky is burning, this planet's burning. It's insane, what are we going to do? It must be those gas cars, it must be bovine farts. It must be all sorts of things. This is the world of insanity in which we currently live, in which people are walking along literally as zombies as we the people are trying to resurrect this country back to as our founding fathers intended, but we're dealing with psychopaths. Now, with that, understand that psychopaths are real. They are in our government everywhere. They're in our FBI. They constitute a large percentage of the teaching teachers in union. They constitute the large percentage of our government as a whole. And these psychopaths will do anything to stay in power. That's why you need to get EMPShield.com. EMP Shield, EMPShield.com is the place to get your protection in case these lunatics decide to drop an EMP. And since they're talking about power outages and grid down and all these other things, talking about sending us to the dark ages, don't think that they wouldn't do it in a heartbeat to save their butt from being exposed to being child diddlers and Satanist sacrificial kid eaters. This is who they are. You know that. I know that. The truth is coming out. They're doing everything they can to distract people. And so you need to head on over to EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. Get your device there for the appropriate appliance in your house. That would be your vehicle. That would be your RV. That would be your ATV. That would be your ham radio station. That would be your solar array. That would be all sorts of things like that, even your static generator, to make sure that if they do drop that EMP, or if you get a lightning bolt, which is another great one, or not that there is any weather warfare going on, or if there's a solar flare, up to 230 amps, 230,000 amps, I believe, it'll all cover you all the way through there. So head on over to EMPShield.com, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, and you will get $50 off, 
and you'll get free shipping. And on top of it, you're going to get 10% off site-wide right now in addition to that because of the Freedom Sale. So EMPShield.com, promo code is BARDS. It's the famous, famous promo code on the web. You know that. And from there, you're going to save $50. You're going to get free shipping and you save an additional 10% right now for Freedom Sale. So there you go. That's where you need to be. I can already see the phones getting warmed up. So hang on. Don't leave because we got a whole show to do. Now we're going to start tonight with the piece from Project Veritas that broke tonight. I received this earlier today from Hannah Giles, who is the new CEO of Project Veritas. And I believe she's coming on the show next week. This is, she's fantastic, by the way. And you do know that there's been a split. James O'Keefe went his own way, which is all, it's a, it's a very cordial split, even though I've heard other drama. But nonetheless, there's lots involved in that story. It's not something we're going to get involved in. James O'Keefe is going to do his thing, and Project Veritas is continuing down their path of getting in this investigative, deep, undercover journalism and continuing to expand it out. Now, this today was a big breaking story because this story has to do with the diary of, yes, you got it, of Biden's daughter-in-law, or his, uh, what is it, his granddaughter, Ashley Biden. And the fact that she confirmed at the diary, which has all that stuff about him taking showers with her, which isn't creepy at all, of course, even in, in, any more than it's creepy for him to have written an article and interviewed for an article and admitted to Hunter and he sleep together when Hunter was 16 or 18 years old. There's nothing creepy about that either. Whew, boy, I tell you, this is some weird people, man. So this is a story about they're getting Ashley's piece of luggage that had all this in it. Now, what ensues here is a, is a reflection of what happens in our legal system today. The FBI is completely corrupt. Let's be clear. I don't care if there's good agents in there or not. They're not worth a shit right now because they're not standing up for the Constitution. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're in the FBI, if you're in any government institution and you're not standing up for the Constitution at this point in time, you need to be punished as a traitor. That's I'm just going to keep it clear. That's my opinion, I'm, and I'm standing by it. Because we are way too far down this, this journey to be saying here that we're going to be giving grace to these fools when they have had plenty of time to stand up and do the right thing. The FBI is a completely corrupt organization, top to bottom. And someone could come out tomorrow and go, hey, April Fools, we were just doing this to do the Q thing and cover our investigations. I'd still ask, I would still, if I was judged, put every one of them on hard labor for the rest of their life. Because what they've done is a complete damage to the republic. In this case, as you're going to follow this story, Project Veritas did the right thing, did a legal thing, then within the process of verifying that this information was actually Ashley Biden's, then they sucked, they sicked, sicked, sucked, they attacked, <laughs> whatever it is, the FBI does suck, so it doesn't matter anyway. They sent the attack dogs of the FBI on them, and then it just keeps going on, so this is the, you have to understand we are living in a tyrannical state now. We're not, we're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. We're literally living in socialist tyranny. Whether or not it's come to your door yet is irrelevant. It is active and alive. We have a justice system that builds around itself to protect politicians. We have an FBI strong arm that kicks in people's doors, comes in with warrants to protect the institution. 
And it's only a matter of time before the fuse is lit to such a degree that this is all out war in the country. We have the federal government, which is a absolute despotic tyranny. It's an institutionalized tyranny. And we have a group of people around them in this country that we can just call zombie Nazis that are just in absolutely embracing this idea or being so dumbed down and abiding by it. And then we have the American patriot. We have two countries right now. Let's be clear. Not one, but two. And the decision we all have to make is what do we believe in so much we're willing to sacrifice everything to defend? And that's a decision that everybody has to come to. And we sh- you should have already been there, but if you're struggling with it, hurry up and make the decision. So let's play this piece. It's about seven minutes. It's a fantastic essay on this whole journey that they had to go through and the, the hell that they went through as Project Veritas for just releasing the truth. What you're about to hear has never been released to the public. This voicemail was left on the Project Veritas tip line on September 3rd, 2020, which led our journalists to investigate the matter of Ashley Biden's diary, thrusting us into a pivotal moment of history for all of press freedom. Hi there, I'm calling from Florida. My family, their friend who owns a house down here in Palm Beach, was renting it out. I don't know how, but this is a while back. But anyway, somebody, a new renter moved in and Ashley Biden was staying in this room and they found her diary, all of her clothes, luggage, pills. Anyway, um, diary is pretty crazy. Um, I think it's worth taking a look at. It's not a joke. It's real. And um, I'd love to get into your hands. After years of public speculation and internal deliberation, we are finally releasing our conversation with Ashley Biden about her diary and other possessions. They were abandoned and later offered to Project Veritas. Hi, is this Ashley Biden? This is she. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I just wanted to, so I heard you have um, a few of my belongings. Um, and so I was going to ask if, it would, if you could please meet my friend, Eric, who is down in Delray. If you could meet him and get, and get this up to him. There's, there's a, a diary here. It starts in January. It says, January, at the end of a New York month, I'm sitting on a bed uh, at the I building. Yeah, so if you could just give everything that you have um, to Eric, that would be really um, uh, great. I don't want to give this to to the wrong person. I mean, I want to make uh, sure... At this, is the, at this point, and I don't mean to... I, I don't want to have to get Secret Service involved in this, right? Because it's just it's a whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I am Ashley Biden. It is my stuff. So if you could just give all of that over, I would really appreciate it. I know you sent a picture to my husband with a camera and Mm -hmm. a few other things that are mine as well. So that would be really great. Where is a good place uh, for him to meet you? There's also this bag with luggage tags on it. uh, And so is that bag, because there's there's all this stuff, is that bag yours too, Ashley? Yes, it is. Shortly after the phone call, this October 16th letter was sent from Project Veritas to Joe Biden's presidential campaign, asking the candidate for comment. October 23rd, a follow-up email from our then chief legal officer. And on October 29th, 2020, Ashley Biden's attorney, Roberta Kaplan, finally responded saying, quote, This is insane. We should send to the SDNY. 
This is the FBI splash page showing the SDNY immediately opened an investigation into Project Veritas on the very same day. And on November 8, 2020, Project Veritas returns all Ashley Biden's abandoned items, including her diary, to Florida local law enforcement. You're watching pre-dawn raids by the FBI on three Project Veritas journalists. They took place on November 4th and November 6th of Incidentally, New York Times national security reporter Mike Schmidt contacts Project Veritas journalist immediately following the raids. A new wrinkle today in the investigation into the apparent theft of the president's daughter, Ashley Biden's diary. The New York Times reporting the FBI Saturday searched the home of James O'Keefe. 47 electronic devices, including our reporters' cell phones, laptops, and thumb drives were seized. To be clear, no one was arrested and no one was charged with any crime. Project Veritas obtained documents showing the SDNY was spying on our journalists well before the FBI raids on our homes in November 2021. Using secret subpoenas, the SDNY was reading our emails and deliberately hid that fact from a judge who barred the government from viewing Veritas's documents. After turning over our communications to the FBI, which included content from personal email accounts of Project Veritas employees, Microsoft, Google, and Apple finally notified us in spring of 2022 when their gag orders were lifted. Nearly two years after these raids, the legal battle for Project Veritas to defend First Amendment rights rages on. To date, we have spent millions of dollars defending these former Project Veritas journalists. We continue to provide representation to all of them. This fight is to protect all journalists from government overreach. If the Department of Justice continues to go unchecked, then our reality of unconstitutional raids, intimidation, and secret subpoenas will cripple any journalist daring to engage in actual journalism. Among the evidence we found of the DOJ trampling on our rights as journalists includes politically motivated spying into journalist news gathering activities, disparate treatment of the press by the Trump DOJ and the Biden DOJ, evidence that the DOJ plays favorites with press entities, including the New York Times. Under the Biden DOJ, Project Veritas received no warnings about the secret subpoenas and search warrants of journalists' devices, both personal and professional. Meanwhile, in a similar case, the DOJ allowed Google to alert the New York Times they were coming for email accounts of four Times reporters. This allowed the attorneys for the Times to fight the demands for journalists' emails. Eventually, the DOJ dropped their demands. Just last month, we learned that the Biden Justice Department targeted Project Veritas, a news organization specializing in undercover journalism. Project Veritas was subjected to an extensive investigation by the FBI, including having its emails seized on Microsoft servers. We should all support this legislation and the important protections it provides for journalists. There's a reason why the founders chose to enshrine 
freedom of the press and the First Amendment to the Constitution. This bill, referenced by Congressman Jim Jordan, H.R. 4330, is known as the Press Act. It protects reporters' First Amendment rights. Liberty depends on freedom of the press, whether it's Tucker Carlson, James O'Keefe, Glenn Greenwald, Cheryl Atkinson, or Bob Woodward. Good reporters are those who are committed to holding the government accountable. It passed the House on September 19th, 2022, and is currently before the Senate. That brings us to today. What began as a voicemail left on the Project Veritas tip line has led to this pivotal moment in American history. We're not only up against the power of the federal government, but also the corporate media infrastructure that exists to support it. Project Veritas will never shy away from exposing the truth to the American public. Our job is never done. Stay tuned. So you heard a couple of things there that I think are really important. One is that the New York Times contacted them immediately following the FBI raid. That means somebody in this warranted raid leaked that to the New York Times, which we know how that always goes. They're in bed with the government and the deep state. DOJ and the FBI work hand in hand, and they work together with the CIA and other three-letter agencies to collect data, to share data, and to be able to pinpoint what they want to do against the people of the United States, the citizens, the true patriots. Not, Unfortunately, I was going to say not, but unfortunately that includes a bunch of NPC drones out here that just have no idea what they are actually carrying when they carry a U.S. passport. It's one of the greatest things ever in history of man, and they can't figure out that they're supposed to defend it. Now, Jim Jordan mentioned in that discussion, and he went in there, that he listed Bob Woodward. I would not list Bob Woodward as a good journalist. He was part of Operation Mockingbird. He's a controlled asset. So again, there's really not that many journalists out here. What essentially they are really saying is that everyone is entitled to free speech. The problem is now that even local police are starting to impose their laws or enforce restrictions on free speech. And what's happening is because we're in this tyrannical state, nobody's checking them. And once you give a man a badge and a gun, they believe that they have superior authority over all people. I want to play this piece here by Steven Seagal just as a quick reminder. I think your own country, the United States, has a very complicated relationship with guns because on one hand it's almost perceived as a symbol of freedom protected by the Second Amendment, but on the other hand it also created a specifically American form of violence, mass violence, mass shootings in schools and universities. So I wonder where do you stand on the issue of gun control in the United States? Well, first of all, I believe in, in the Second Amendment and our Constitution more than anything in the world. And I think that Adolf Hitler, for example, when he wanted to annihilate the people of Germany, the first thing he did was take away their guns. And the the, the, the rights to bear arms wasn't just to protect the people from foreign invaders, it was to protect them against evil governments and anyone that would violate their inherent rights as a human being. So I believe in the Second Amendment and I believe that, I hate to say this, a lot of these mass murders and all this funny stuff that's going on, I believe a lot of this is engineered. And yet in the aftermath of the, I think it was Newtown shooting, you were engaged in a Connecticut program, I think, to teach uh, children in self-defense. Do you think those skills would be helpful if 
they were faced with somebody who was armed to the teeth. Well, first of all, I wasn't teaching children to defend themselves. I was teaching what's called the posse, which are um, sworn officers to come in and defend schools. And so these are people that have had training with firearms. They have had police training. They're just not on my level, but they are, you know, sworn. But you still thought that that, uh, that engagement was important and there, that there's something has to be done about the gun situation within schools and the universities. The most precious gift we have from God is our children. Why can't we spend money and time to protect our schools and our children. They have armed guards at every bank, at every jewelry store. If you go around Champs-Élysées, you go around France and Monaco and Beverly Hills, there's all these armed guards everywhere protecting money and jewelry. Why can't we protect our children? I don't know. That's a good question. And she can't answer it because she's a journalist. These people are just corrupt. And Steven Seagal nailed that on the head. The most precious gift we are given by God is our children. And yet we use armed guards to protect everything else of this Babylon state except our children. So that begs the question of what are they so afraid of with something like the Ashley Biden diary? And I think it's pretty obvious. That's the evidence that Joe Biden is an ancestral pedophile that has been literally diddling his own kids and having sexual relationships with his family. Again, they do not want the public to know how they love children. They don't want the public to understand that they desire kids and young ones, even if it's their own. This is the sickness that perverts our entire system from top to bottom. And they will use any leverage of power and force to try to prevent that truth from coming out. The FBI raids are part of this. Project Veritas contained, held in their hands, proof, handwritten by Ashley Biden, of the discussions of her having showers with Biden himself, Joe Biden, as a young teenager. We're starting to get the picture here. Our government is not repairable. And this is why when I've been saying more recently, and I mean this, I appreciate all the truth that's coming out from RFK Jr., for example. I appreciate the truth and the statements made by President Trump. But this system isn't going to be fixed by one, one or both men. It's not going to happen. And the problem is that these truths need to get into the deeper part of the truth. No one is yet talking about the depth of this child trafficking whore that's going on in our nation, around the world. And at the center of Project Veritas's piece is another element of that that has been, it's considered so strategic for them that if that one gets out into the main public, that they are going to lose control of a narrative of a, not only a puppet president, but a puppet president that diddles kids. How's that? I don't know how, how to, I can guess I could go further, but I think we have the pretty good graphic right here. And this is somebody who went into office we had a January 6th event. I have no idea anymore what's what in the zoo on that, other than the fact we know that the three-letter agencies got heavily involved, FBI, CIA, and others, in making that event into what they could call an insurgency. No one is calling for the release 
very little anyway. President Trump has just now recently started again saying something about Jan 6. I haven't heard anything out of RFK. I don't know where he sits on it. But they're letting that narrative percolate. And the problem with all of these things is they sit, people become numb to them. And we end up with this mass amount of zombies out here that are just accepting this narrative. This is why one of the reasons I absolutely anymore cannot stand the Q movement. Because they're just sitting here and making these excuses like, oh, this has to happen so people will wake up. We're long past that point. We're in a very dangerous point right now as a nation. And the, na- and the problem is that these narratives, which are absolute lies, are being allowed to perpetuate and continue to where people start to believe the lie. Once you tell people something enough times, they will believe it. And that's exactly the problem here. We're in a very dangerous state right now in our nation. I mean, take a listen to some of these things to kind of give you an idea. First of all, Twitter's in a lawsuit right now in looking at censorship activists, discovering that some of the censorship activism is coming from the Center of Countering Digital Hate, CCDH, which is actually a UK-based dark money nonprofit run by a far-left British Labor Party operative by the name of Imram Ahmed, which, to my understanding, he also has ties to the intelligence services. And they're the ones that have been flooding in under Twitter, and they're also tied with the other organizations here to try to get people to change to the Anti-Defamation League, which is just a communist organization by any other name, as they try to promote the Jewish issue that there's a rise in, in, in anti-Semitism. Well, let me give you another perspective on that subject right there. Why is the white man always vilified for this when it was the Jewish ships and the Arabs that were actually the biggest part of the slave trade? You have to look at who is dominant in history as far as academia, literature, the publishing houses. Most of them are Jewish ran. It's just like with the mafia. Most people think Italian when it comes to the mafia, but it's really Jewish. Jews were behind the books. Meyer Lansky was the banker of the mafia. He handled the books. So it's like with everything else. The Jews Jews will be behind the scenes. They'll put the blame on whites. They'll put the blame on Italians or the blames on others. That's how they stay hidden to do their thing. And just so I say it, because it's not the book of Jews, it's the book of Hebrews. So figure out what we're talking about here. These are the Kazarians. And all this ties us where? Where do they, where do they house themselves? If you follow that bloodline, you follow that history, it takes you back to Ukraine. And where's all the money flowing? Ukraine. All of this is what you're witnessing right here before our very eyes is the truth, and we have to see the truth. Now, I do have to play this piece here in a moment because this is also a retraction for myself. I said, I have said a couple of times that nobody is speaking about the surveillance state. And unfortunately, another part that came out in that Project Veritas piece was that, as they stated, that they were being surveilled under the DOJ of Trump and Biden. Now, granted, you can't, I can't hold, we can't hold everybody accountable to the DOJ because it's become a weaponized entity upon, um, on itself. But nonetheless, I want to be very clear here. This, uh, this weaponization of our government has been going on for some time. And because of that, these agencies are running autonomously. They're talking about needing to get tax returns for a president. What we need to be able to see is tax returns and 
their background checks for every single federal employee, especially ones that are not elected. And especially, and, I, and put a triple exclamation point behind this, the senior executive class, the SCS. The senior executive class is one of the most dangerous organizations ever organized, put together in our government, and they are behind a lot of what you're seeing here because they are a super government. They are outside of the regular government designed specifically to create what they call continuity of government so that they would ensure that from one administration to the next, certain things would continue which means that the agendas of the World Economic Forum, the UN, the deep state as we call them, would continue past and regardless of what president was put in office. We have a government that is basically one big cancerous growing cell in our nation. And we have a group of people out here that are increasingly becoming dependent upon that cancerous cell. So you can start to see the problems that are going to happen here. 40% of black women have left the workforce because they are afraid, afraid for the, in, in fear of their security because of their racial color. That's an outcropping of great propaganda is what that is. And if they've left their jobs, where do you think they're going to go? Some will get other jobs. Many will end up on some sort of unemployment or welfare substance, subsistence, which means the government now owns you. And they will do whatever is needed to protect the matrix in order to keep what they have. Same with stock, stock market investors. They're going to keep investing to protect their investment regardless of what disasters fall befall around them. And these people are embedded in the system. They become the new class of the zombie army that's being engineered and puppeteered by the industrialized tyranny that's happening here. Now, this piece here is by RFK, RFK Jr. I had not heard this, and this is why I'm definitely playing it, because I made a comment today, and I've made it before, that nobody nobody in these candidate positions or government is speaking about the, the coming tyrannical state because of the technologies and satellites and surveillance state. My correction here, hat tip to RFK. He brought it out. Here we go. Bill Gates says... He had, one of his company is putting up 61,000 uh, low-altitude satellites to do Earth surveillance. He says that his company alone will be able to watch every square inch of the Earth at 24 hours a day. So, you know, the capacity of people to escape that kind of surveillance and to um, and to live, you know, free lives is going to be the, the power of, is what we're, we're creating is this kind of turnkey totalitarianism where the next totalitarian regime that steps up and really wants to clamp things down. They're going to have all of these mechanisms in place like no regime has had it in human history. That is should be frightening to everybody. And I'm hoping that the effect that RFK is having on the liberal, the liberal following and the independent following that he has is they start to wake up. But these people are, still have this massive block, and I'm telling you firsthand, they cannot acknowledge MAGA or Trump. And this is the problem we all have because they are working on a divide-and-conquer strategy and continuing to divide-and-conquer. Everything they are doing right now is to keep our eyes as a nation off of God, to keep perpetuating the lie that God does not exist, and keep doing their dirty deeds. And 
the next agenda up is the alien agenda. Now, I want you to hear this. This is I've seen the video of this. This is a government meeting. I can't tell you who's speaking here, but this is unbelievable. This piece here is literally establishing justification for the depopulation of the world and of getting amnesty for all past crimes because the aliens said we need to. I am not kidding. This is a real discussion. If you'll indulge me, I'd like to read two pages from advice from the extraterrestrials. Yes, it's true that we have been in contact with your government and heads of power. It is also true that we have been in con it is also true that agreements have been made and kept secret from your people. It is also true that in the past some of your people have lost their lives or have been badly hurt to protect the secret. Our hands had no part in this. We contacted your leaders because your planet is in grave trouble. Your leaders said the vast majority of your population wasn't ready for anything like us yet. So we made time agreements with your leaders as to when your people would be made aware of our presence. Your air, your water are contaminated. Your forests, jungles, trees and plant life are dying. There are several breaks in your food chain. You have an overwhelming amount of nuclear and biological weapons, which include nuclear and biological contamination. Your planet is overpopulated. Warning, it is almost to the point of being too late unless your people act. There are better ways of deriving energy and food needs without causing your planet any damage. Those in power are aware of this and have the capability of putting these methods into worldwide use. Those in power view it as a military and security threat. That upset me. You mean to tell me that the people in power have the ability to save and better the planet and they aren't doing it? Amnesty. What do you mean? Complete amnesty to those in power. Governments and leaders who have been suppressing the truth that they can't be held liable for any past wrong deeds. It is the only way these leaders can come forward with the truth it is necessary that you do this in order to work together and survive. <laughs> I swear, I don't even, you can't make this stuff up. So I would, I would assume that this will probably catch some good discussion since we've run a war <laughs> on a letter called Q. We don't even know who Q is. But we've rallied around Q to fight the information war and a war of a, of a entity we have no idea and now i guess we're going to give amnesty and forgiveness to all of our leaders because aliens said so this is about the state of humanity right now i i'm 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 speechless at times when i see this stuff i'm like really and the problem is there's going to be a bunch of these retards out here that buy this garbage yes we must we must forgive we must let it go we must come together because the planet's dying we're all going to die tomorrow because of cow farts. Ignore the fact that Dubai just lit off 42 million tires, lit them on fire in the middle of the desert. 
one of the most toxic elements in the world that you can burn. They burned 42 million of them in the middle of the desert. But global warming and pollution and climate change is caused by cow farts. So I am certain that if we, if the aliens are telling us that we need to give amnesty to the leaders, I'm sure we should, right? What this basically is is the setup for kind of the end game. And what they're basically saying here is we will continue to destroy the planet. We will continue with our alien agenda to freak people out. We will use our variations of the multiple things that people call Project Bluebeam. We will use our hidden technologies against the people unless you forgive us for trying to eradicate half the population with a vax. If you forgive us for all of our other crimes, and especially if you don't get go after us for eating, diddling, and killing kids and using them for our pleasure forever. That's basically what we're talking about here. And the answer is, and by the way, if there's some aliens listening tonight and you're waiting for me to say good idea, no, F you, ain't going to happen. Sorry. And if that means that humanity has to die on the righteous, on the righteous pillar of, of, of what we stand for because we're not going to give them amnesty because we can't come together because these dirtbags are supposedly not going to let out the secrets that will save the world, then let her burn, baby, because we already have life out of here and it's with Jesus. And see, that's the part where we have to start taking power back. Take the power back. We have the power. It doesn't say anywhere in our in our discussions does it say the government by aliens. It doesn't say the government by presidents. It doesn't say the government by government. It says the government by the people. We the people. And we have to throw down on this and throw down hard. We have to be the voice of those that really lay out the truth of what is to happen, which means we take the power back. And that means we have to use the mechanisms that are in our hands. One is defiance. And of course, the other one's common law, which I do need to pitch. And I'll pitch it again tomorrow at the beginning. But don't forget that this Sunday, this Sunday at 2 p.m., we're running the program with Jaron Jackson. And I'm going to be putting the links up below the podcast so you can start, and I'll put it in Telegram, so people can start getting his stuff and studying it. We'll also put it on, uh, we'll put it on, on Gab too, since we're on there. And we'll put the links up so you can find it and download the material and start listening to the material and studying before the class. That way you get a lot more out of it. Okay, so bottom line in all of this is we are in two countries now. It's we the people versus the industrialized tyranny and zombie armies. And if you're one of those out there that's believing the garbage of the NPC news and walking with Vax in your blood, people, I'm telling you, if you're one of those, I am just going to put it in two ways that maybe you'll get. One, you're now you're not part of the country we're part of. And you need to wake up. Two, you better repent because I don't have anything to say about judgment from God, but it's probably a good idea to clean up your mess and get your house in order because we're coming into some pretty critical times. Either way, the alien agenda is on and pay attention to the fact as well that right in the midst of the height of the Hunter Biden discussion and the new charges coming up on Trump, 
which of course the same left that's supporting RFK Jr. are drooling at the mouth with excitement over the fact that Trump's going to be tried. That's why I can't stand this whole thing going on in politics right now. It's no different than the people that drive electric vehicles. I don't care if you drive an electric vehicle. That's your problem. But the people that buy, drive electric vehicles, like everything else on the left, you, you are either all like them or they hate you. And that's the same type of people that are wrapped around RFK. You're either all for RFK or they hate you. RFK is saying some great things. Trump's saying some great things. In fact, they're saying the same thing if you listen to it carefully, just from different discussion points. Different narratives are saying that they're talking the same points. It should be bringing the country together. But we're heavily divided. And alien agenda is coming. So I can just see where this is going to go. We've already got people ready. I'll bet we've already got people putting out welcome mats for them and signals to the sky going, here, come home, E.T., come home. (laughs) I I I have no idea what we would be looking like on the outside of this. I just try to imagine what the world looks like when it looks at the United States anymore. And if it was me, I'd be tuning in every single night just to see what type of insanity is going on in the in the U.S. today. And be like, hey, Dad, what are you watching? And be like, oh, son, I'm, I'm just tuning in to see the America show today. Really? What's happening today? Well, you ready for this one? They actually are talking about aliens. Really? Oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Are they believing it? They sure are. Big discussion going on up there in Congress. And they're, they're all going to believe in aliens. Oh, my gosh. This is the world we're in. <laughs> Don't be one of them. Walk with Jesus. Put your eyes on the cross. Ignore this nonsense. Man, I'm telling you, what a world we are in. All right, patriots, let's pray. Father God, we are here today trying to just make some sense out of the insanity of the world. Humbled to be here before you, blessed to be in front of the throne, all by our free will, joyously walking with Jesus, amazingly in this world that you've created and that we are walking in. So thank you, Father. Thank you for all of what you've given to us and provide for us. And I have to say it, Father, thank you for the comedy show, because it's a good one, probably better than we ever imagined. If we really let go of all the insanity and start looking at really what's going on, the clowns are in full bloom. So I didn't intend, I'm going to be honest, God, I did not intend to in, to be part of Cirque du Soleil in the latter part of my life. But obviously you've given me front row seats and I'm blessed. So thank you, Lord. We just want to, we want to thank you very much for all that you do give to us, the light, the ability to laugh in this time of adversity. We want to continue to thank you for the strength you give us in each and every day, the ability to see clearly through the haze eyes of discernment, and the strength to walk as we do with Jesus. And equally, Father, we want to thank you for the blessed fellowship that we have in Bars Nation, which just continues to be such an amazing place for people to come, to meet, to connect, and truly experience the love in Christ. So, Father, we thank you for these great blessings. I really don't want to pay for the popcorn at the show. It's a little expensive, so we're going to kick that one out, and we'll watch. We'll continue to watch the clowns operate. I think instead we're going to roast some steak and call it a day. So thank you, Lord, in Christ Jesus' name, Amen. I'll tell you, enjoy some meat. Oh yeah, one other quick note: we do have a uh, carnivore keto 
channel up on Telegram. So you can head on over there and share recipes or whatever else you want. So that's good. Patriots, it's a crazy world. We have a tyranny we're facing. Be vigilant. Be aware. Understand that our role every day gets more important in helping people see through this insanity. And more importantly than ever, we have to really keep our feet anchored on the ground and keep our eyes solid in our faith, eyes of God in everything we do. Because this is getting more and more crazy. The people are going to get a little crazier. And in all seriousness, as they're starting to affect the diet more, you're going to see more neuro craziness going on. There's going to be neuro disease like neurological disease like you've never imagined. The world's not even close to hitting the, the cusp of insanity yet. Lot long ways to go. So buckle up. Enjoy the show, as they say, but not the way they say it. Enjoy the show. Get active. Preach the gospel of Jesus. Heal the sick. Raise the dead, kick out some demons, and seek to do greater works than he. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Oh, now this, I save that for later. God bless and out for now. <laughs> we shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept 
the energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 